This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Then we were on the road with the Rough Riders. Joe Womack was our strength coach, and he was rooming with Ron Este. I'm coming down the elevator with Joe Womack, and he is man, he is so mad. And I'm like, what's wrong, Joe? And he goes, you wouldn't believe what Este did. He's in his underwear, and he emptied the mini bar. Smarties and the Kit Kats, thinking it's free, thinking it was a gift basket. And Joe looks at me, it ain't fun. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome to Hour 2, everybody, the RP Show. We're coming in hot here from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. We're at the Stage Bar, your number one destination for live sports is right here. Always promotions going on, drink specials, if that's your thing. It's Hour 2, and you're going to find out why this isn't (laughs) your normal sports talk show as we bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont. Um, You're saying by, what day is it today? Wednesday? Wednesday. By... Not that I'm putting any pressure on here, but when are people going to see the Jimmy Kimmel type bunker sort of oh, man. setup that we I have know. here? When, when's that happening? We, we got close yesterday. I hope today we get that figured out. Okay. This afternoon, we but. have new equipment. We got new equipment, and the guys are trying to figure it out. But you got to see this whole setup, man. Yeah. What did Sheldon Napastic say here yesterday? He said, God, no, you can't tell on television. What a great setup. You're looking over the whole casino here. Oh, yeah. So I said that we were going to tell some stories. We we got real serious last hour. We recovered last night in the NHL. There's three games tonight. I'm missing my Florida Panthers home opener tonight against the Philadelphia Flyers. It's a big game. Flyers are 3-0 for the first time in 10 years. They're going to lose tonight. You know that, right? (laughs) Florida wants to put on a show. They do. And, you know, I saw another stat watching. So you you learn watching SportsCenter. They're talking about Matthew Kachuk and how... You know, his assists. This is the analytics. This is ridiculous. Are just unbelievable. And I'm not going to get into the numbers because I don't really understand, but he is so good at passing the puck from behind the goal line. Yeah, I saw that. And it's just unbelievable. He leads the NHL and passes from behind the goal line. Yeah. Like, what, what, what does he get for that? A bag of salt and vinegar chips? Hopefully, a bunch of assists. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, oh, you guys, you're beating it square, man. On this analytic thing. I know. So that's that. And then the Winnipeg Jets with the Colorado Avalanche tonight. What, what's going to happen here? Is this going to be roadkill or, or what? And then the other game is the St. Louis Blues at the Seattle Kraken. So there's that. But the guys have some photos loaded up and ready to go. We teed this up near the end of last hour. And this is how this shows. It's not, well, it is different from every other sports show, but it's not worse. It's just different. Yeah. It's a lot more fun. So, the quick one, guys, the guy in the wheelchair, you have that photo. This was sent in from Chris, Chris uh, in, in Surrey, B.C. This guy stormed the field. I was calling the game, and I swear to God, because you can see the guys in the uniform on the sidelines are wearing green and white. This guy took to the field, and that's security removing him. He just thought in the middle of the game, what the hell, I'm just going to run on the field with my motorized wheelchair. What do you do in that instance? I thought he'd taken off some partial of his clothes. Maybe it was later on. So that did happen. But that's not a spur-of-the-moment thing because 
How you're, do you get down there? You're up on the deck. You've got a plan to get out, take the ramps all the way. It's about a 15-minute commute to the field level. Only in the CFL. <laughs> what a great title for a book that would be, eh? Only in the CFL. Oh, man. And then here's one. I'm getting my oil change yesterday. And anybody that's watching from Calgary, you might know this kid. Listen, before you show the photo, guys, I go into Mr. Lube. And I'm sitting. I got my I Love Atlanta hoodie on. And this kid just starts talking to me. He goes, are you a Braves fan? And the first, I'm like, whoa, you look like Mark Habscheid's kid. Former Edmonton Oilers forward, Boston Bruins assistant coach, won the Western Hockey League as a head coach with a PA rate. To the point where I had to take a photo with this kid. I had to creepy take a shot. Yeah. And I said, well, why? Because of the Atlanta thing? He goes, yeah. I said, well, I'm not really a Braves fan. I don't hate the Braves. I said, they're a pretty good franchise to cheer for, but they're out of it now. And then we have this chat. And I said, who expected Philly and San Diego in the NLCS? He's like, no kidding, right? And we're having this baseball chat. You see, we were finding ourselves in these random sports chats yeah, in Calgary. I know. So here's the thing. Darren did a side-by-side, and the guys back of the studio in the sweatpants capital have it. You tell me if this isn't just unnerving. The similarity. That's the kid on the right, and that's Mark Habscheid on the left. Now, the kid on the right that does look like a little bit of a, like a, the sequel to, to a serial killer series on Netflix. Just that photo. It looks like the same person. I've seen that look on Mark Habscheid's face in an intense <laughs> playoff looking series. Looking at the other coach. Or looking at the ref or the other coach. Yeah. You know, Yeah. And, like, I found that picture of Mark, the young one, like that. Like, right. if, if I had done some digging, I probably could have found Looks the same exactly look. like him. And I don't mind saying, if any of you Calgary people that are watching, it's the Mr. Lube at the corner of Boat Trail on 37th Avenue. Go tell him. I don't care. But I pulled in there with my car, and I looked at him, and I was like, <laughs> it was one of those. What's going wrong with Mark Habscheid's life? He's now changing my What's oil. What's wrong with that? Nothing, Nothing wrong with that. But a change. He loves where he is and what he's doing. He's coaching in Europe. Yeah. So that's really all I had to say about that. Unreal. The poll question today, by the way, for Capital Auto Mall, Universal Collision Center, Capital with dealerships all across the prairies and uh, the state of California. What is Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League? Your options are Friday night's doubleheader, Ottawa at Hamilton, followed by BC at Edmonton, and then Saturday, Toronto at Montreal, Calgary at Sask. The last I look, guys, it's the Riders and the Stampeders that are leading. Darren, I'm correct in saying we both voted for Ottawa-Hamilton. We did, yes. Because that early game might decide everything. It might. If, if Hamilton wins that game, Riders need a win to stay alive, just to keep things square. You know, and if they lose, they're done. The magic yeah. number, I think, is two. So wins, Hamilton wins or Saskatchewan losses, any combination that equals two over the final two weeks. Ugh. Yeah. So now I'm open to whatever you folks would like to talk about. So load it up in the YouTube chat. We're streaming only today, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We are not on Game Plus television, but we are. Listen live on WQEE 99.1. You want to talk Atlanta Braves? You want to talk Atlanta Hawks? My favorite NBA team is opening up tonight against the Houston Rockets. They're my favorite team by virtue of, I don't really care about the Toronto Raptors. I'm not connected to them. I'm not invested. I'm invested with the Blue Jays. Mm -hmm. Lifelong fan. Um, More so Expos as a kid, but they don't exist anymore. So, no, the the Braves aren't supplanting the Toronto Blue Jays as my favorite team, but I'm okay with the Hawks being my team. Let's go find some Hawks gear. 
the hell? If we can. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. I was just in the Atlanta Hawks bar last week in uh, found Atlanta. You saw the photo of it. Yeah. And while we're loading up the comment, comments here, and you can text us as well, 902-518-3033, whatever you'd like to talk about. I've contended before the NHL regular season even began that the Calgary Flames are the number one team in the National Hockey League. It didn't go over well. Do you know where I heard the most blowback from, aside from Edmonton, where you know that's not going to go over well? Vancouver. For some reason, they thought the Canucks would even be in the conversation as the best team in the National Hockey League. They're proving to be yeah. what bottom five of the worst. I know. Uh, so, again, load up the comments, and I'll just say one more. Everybody's still buzzing about our interview with Andre Waugh last hour. Wazzy, the 515-game NHLer, Stanley Cup champion with the Tampa Bay Lightning, now on RDS Montreal. Isn't he a guy that you'd like to tune into and watch him hang out with NHLers from Quebec? <laughs> but just to finish up on that story, I'm the guy driving him and Matthew Barnaby I'm the sober guy. I'm always the DD now. And God knows, I owe. I will be owing for the rest of my life on that. That debt of me being in their shoes, now I'm, yeah. I'd realized I'm my dad all over again. I'm my dad, which, by the way, is awesome, you know, to be that guy. Good. But it was getting pretty wild, man. It was getting pretty wild because I had people after the, like, days after the event go, We can't imagine what stories those two guys told you in the car because the stories on the stage were the wildest, rankest stories we'd ever heard in our life. And then around like 11 o'clock, I'm diving across one of those round tables for eight because this lady pulled out her cell phone and she's got her phone going. I'm like, no phone! Snatching it out of her hand. And I'm like, why am I the Gestapo on this? (laughs) These guys didn't care. No photos of what's going on tonight. I'm like, Barney and Wazzy, they didn't care. Why do I care? I just felt like I cared. Yeah. And that's the other thing, by the way. It was so awesome to get guys of that generation out on the speaking trail. Because I talked to Tiger Williams about this. Tiger, obviously a really good friend of mine. And I said, I'd like to hear from a Brad Hull or an Eric Lindros or a Mike Madano or any of those guys. You don't see them going around doing banquets. No. And he goes, well, number one, they don't, they don't need to financially. And number two, guys are afraid of this. And I said, well, if you don't act up, you, you don't got to worry about that. He, goes, he just gives me the look. Really? Okay, who am I to talk? No, I know. <laughs> so, again, it was nice to get a couple guys of my generation out yeah. to speak, and it was amazing. That's cool. So, anyways... Allie in Texarkana says, uh, Rod, the voice of reason. I know, right? <laughs> Who would have thought? Oh, boy. It's 11-11, by the way. This, this scares me for a second. 11-11 Mountain, one eleven Eastern. This tells us that we're on the right track in life. And Scott K says, Rod, I'm a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Looking forward to this season. Thoughts on the Cavaliers in Toronto tonight? And another, Ted in Red Deer says, I love the Atlanta Falcons throwback helmets. Where where are we going here with this? I don't have any thoughts on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm just trying to get caught up on the Atlanta Hawks. And I already told you, I don't know anything about the Raptors. Really, Mark Steven was here earlier uh, this week, the voice of the Stampeders, and he says the Raptors have the chops to get into the uh, conference final, he thinks. 
So bully for them. Weren't the, the Atlanta Hawks are a playoff team the last couple of years? It's a good team, good time to get on their bandwagon. Yeah, they're they're on the upswing, I think. Uh, the limited amount that I followed, but man, we've walked into a black hole and come out on the other side where people don't know who Tom Brady is and follow the Calgary Stampeders. Love them. We're talking NBA with questions coming in, and people want to know about the Atlanta Falcons retro helmet. I mean, what world are we in now? I like it. I like it a lot. But it was in the Walmart the other day here in Calgary. Darren's reading from the tabloid, supermarket tabloid about Tom Brady. The football stud is a bedroom dud. I'm reading it out loud. He's reading it aloud. And the lady behind the till goes, excuse me, who are you talking about? Uh, Tom Brady. Oh, I don't know him. So I'm not going to recount that conversation. But Chris in Vancouver wanted to know the dirt on Daniel Snyder. And, and on one hand, I'm thinking, that's what's wrong with society. But on the other, that he wants to know the dirt. Everybody wants to know the dirt. But he's just human. He's human. So what do we know about Dan Snyder? We don't know any more than what... Did you see Roger Goodell speaking about it on uh, yes. on the Sportsnet uh, highlights? And uh, Jim Irsay, the owner of the Colts. What, what, what do you want us to say? Jim Irsay's basically... It was interesting what Irsay said, the Colts owner. Who, by the way, he's got as much to hide as anybody. If you know oh, anything yeah. about Jim Irsay. But he's like, I think we it's time to get rid of this guy. And my... Like, listen... This is the difference between me, Chris. I used to be like you and the rest of the public. But when my friends in South Florida, the NFL guys, were like, this is, this is really bad. I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to know. I, there's certain things you don't need to know. But Dan Snyder has said, if you hadn't heard, Chris, he's got dirt on, what they say, six or seven NFL owners. That he had hired private yeah. investigators to follow them and dig up dirt. Which, incidentally, do you have a tough time believing that happened? Not a chance. Me either. I don't have a problem with that at all. Yes, uh, that I don't have a problem believing that. This stuff happens all the time. ESPN reported it and uh, that that was the case. And then Snyder sent a letter to all the owners saying it's a false report and somebody's out to get him. I could say worse things about Dan Snyder, what's going on in my head right now, but I won't say it because I'll be charged. He needs to be thrown out of the NFL. And we're not, talk, we're not talking about 32 great guys in the NFL that are owners. He's the worst, though. At least that's the way it appears. Uh, from what we know, absolutely. You know, and forget about that. Guy hasn't done much. I mean, he was the youngest owner in the NFL when he came in. And, but they've gone 17 years without winning a playoff game, too. So yeah. it's not like they're a model franchise and he can hide all of his indiscretions and bad behavior with behind a winning team, right? He doesn't have Robert that. Kraft. <coughs> Robert Kraft. That's what I mean. We think Robert Kraft is endearing. But you want to go to the massage joint? He's just a cute old man. Go he's ahead, a, Bob. Because he's winning games, right? And it's cute. But if you're losing, now you're just unfocused you're and you're creepy and it's not good and right. <laughs> A, B, C, D, E. So, you know what, Dan Snyder? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing endearing about the guy. Um, I said that we would turn this over to the viewers, and we are. Oh, oh, there's a lot here, and, and good ones. And by the way, we're not on television today. 902-518-3033, the number to text. We have some there, too. Uh, oh, they're talking about the commanders. Carlos in Indianapolis. He's from there. 
He says, Ursay can say what he said probably because we know about his demons and struggles. Not to condemn him over it. That's why I'm laughing about it. I'm the same way. Ursay and I got the same stories. Jim Ursay can stand there and say what he said because he's bared all. It's like somebody said to me about myself. They're like, what can anybody use against you? You've bared your soul to the whole world. It's amazing what happens when you do that. Trust me. Um, and we'll take this around to the um, CFL and we'll pick this up next segment. Plus talk about who is the best team in the NHL and who's the worst. And actually, there are some other things that we need to talk about. Colin in Ottawa says, if Saskatchewan doesn't make the CFL playoffs this year, they host the Grey Cup. Does all the green and white faithful set the province alight? Fans are wondering what he means by that. What do you think it means? It's, it's theoretically setting the province on fire. God knows, I hope they don't. You know what's happening? This season's dwindling out so badly that it's taking away the sting gradually for Ryder fans. Yes, it is. You know, if you lost hitting the upright in the last play of the West Final, you'd be so incensed you might go and light the Wascana Bridge on fire. But you're seeing this. It's like a long terminal illness. Mm-hmm. So it's allowing them, no, so they're not going to burn anything or... No heartbreak. There's no. The fact that they're writing in the newspaper that nobody needs to lose their job is just... <laughs> Who got to you? As they say in the movies. Who got to you, RV? Should Nathan Rourke win the Most Outstanding Player Award, given the fact he's only played half the season? There's that. Game of the Week discussion. More on our teams. The Hawks and the Falcons and the Braves. We'll be right back. Live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino, it is the RP Show. Streaming only today on YouTube, your favorite podcast platform, and on the radio on your southern home for sports and talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's the RP Show. We're live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. You're having a live look-in right there at uh, Calgary's Entertainment Destination. As I mentioned, we're live from the Stage Bar, your number one uh, destination on game day. Let's bring in uh, the Moose here, Darren Moose Dupont. We're having a fun show, as I said to Moose earlier, and to you, the viewers. We're different than every other show. Uh, Not better, not worse, but holy hang, we're different. Yes. Um... What did you get up to last night while I was at the Saddle Dome? What did I do? I uh, drove to the airport with uh, Leanne's sister, who I told you oh, was right. coming into town. So I did that. And then I parked myself in a, uh, in a Starbucks up at the, the strip mall down the street. Sounds fantastic. I had myself a tea and uh, got some work done in the evening, watched a little bit of the hockey game, and then retired to my room. It was a great night. 
A lot of sports going on here in our lives in Calgary, and it has been utterly fantastic. Uh, by the way, on the way, Jason Greger from TSN Edmonton, as we do get serious next segment and talk about the orders, was it 3-1 home loss to the Buffalo Sabres last night? I maintain the Calgary Flames are the best team in the NHL right now. And look who they've beaten so far this year. Colorado, Edmonton, Vegas, and they're just getting better. The Calgary Flames are the best team in the NHL. Uh, Ken Friedman. He's no dummy. He writes in and he says, you got to listen to Rod carefully. Who got to you, RV, is a good question. I don't know. <laughs> you were paying attention, huh? Somebody got to him. Up until a couple of weeks ago, uh, the local newspaper wanted to light everybody on fire in Ryderville. Now he's saying everybody's got to save their jobs. What changed? Something changed. From Kevin the Medium. Good morning, RP peeps. Yeah, I'm late to the game again. What's he missed? We lit your Vancouver Canucks on fire, Kevin. If you want to know what's wrong with the Canucks, I can tell you right now. We covered it already, but I will again. How would you like to be the first team in NHL history? ever, to blow four straight games with multi-goal leads and lose. Because that's your Vancouver Canucks. They'll never shed that. Never. Not anytime soon. What do you, I know what I think. I know what I would do. What would you do if you were Bruce Pedro? What do you do? You know, I know, like... You Pause. Talk- that player's only meeting really helped, didn't it? The other oh, day. yeah. Well, you think it did because they get up to a multi-goal lead. And I saw our friend Blake Price on, on Twitter was like, darn it, multi-goal lead. We're going to lose now. Should have kept it one nothing, not 2 nothing. That's our kryptonite. I was watching a game at the Panthers Ice Den in Coral Springs, Florida. I'm trying to remember who I was with because I was at an FAU Owls game. And the Owls were up like 4 or 5. No, they were up 3-1. And I said, hey, two-goal lead, the worst lead in hockey. And the guy looked at me and he goes, I'd rather have that than a one-goal lead. <laughs> right? Common sense. Just, just dump chef. water on that. I, I know. Um, but what do you do if you're, if you're the Canucks and their management? Because you look at it and be like, okay, we've got to make some trades here. But it's like, well, our team's good enough to have all these leads on all these teams. You know, some of the better teams and whoever else. We don't have a problem talent-wise. So what are we going to do? Trade these players uh, who are scoring goals? No. So how do we fix it and, and avoid these collapses late in games? Man, have we got some great stuff going on here. Listen, you got to bring in, and I don't think they have. I th- Listen to me carefully again, Ken, if you clearly are. You need to bring in a sports psychologist or, or whatever you want to call it. Mental coach, mental strength coach, a shrink, whatever. I've sat in these sessions before. I've dealt. Now these are my colleagues in, the, in this mental game. And I'll never forget the first one I ever saw. His name, the hell did that? I think his name was Dr. Phil. This is like 25 years ago before Dr. Phil was even a thing. It wasn't, it wasn't Dr. Phil. This guy's name was Phil. Yeah. And he's a doctor. So we had the whole team. It was actually, I don't want to say where. I don't want to say what league. I don't want to say what sport. The whole team was in this room. And they killed the lights. And... The guy came in, and he lit a candle at the front of the room. It was like a religious experience. Yeah. And he goes, he got his face in behind the light, the flame, and he goes, I want everybody to watch this flame 
until it burns out. So we're all intently watching the flame. And then he gets up and he walks out to the back of the room and we all turn and we're watching him. He stops, turns the lights on. He goes, I told you to look at the flame. He's like, that's how easily you guys' minds get lost. And then from there, it went into double keeping focus. And I was like, there is something to this. And my favorite is the Falcons. Sorry for our listeners in Atlanta right now. I'm going to bring up a painful memory. Cover your ears. I love this story. When Dan Quinn was coaching the Falcons, what year did they go to the Super Bowl? 2017? 2016, 2017? They're brought in the Navy SEALs. You would know this, Dion. This won't surprise you at all. Head of security here. He's a uh, law enforcement type guy. The Navy SEALs came in and worked with the Falcons all through training camp about not letting up. Finish the job. Don't take your eye off the prize. Blah, 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 blah. They get up 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl. And take their eye off the prize and lose and blow the biggest lead in Super Bowl his NFL history. All year you followed it. Thanks to the Navy SEALs. And then you take and I just and I've offered these coaches services to teams and oh no, no, we're good. Teams that were in the bubble in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Who won? Tampa Bay. They had the best mental coach. I you know believe in optimism and positive and that kind of stuff. And I say that there's, if you believe in something and you want something, there's no expiration date on optimism. You have to always remain optimistic and open to the fact that it can happen. And in that situation, there is no expiration date on the focus you need to have no. to finish the job. You can never let up on focus if you're going to win the ultimate prize ever. They did it all season, 99% of the way, right? How painful is that? Oh. But then also, by the way, Funny you say that. What's the name of the Falcons owner? Is it not Al Arthur Blank? We better be careful what we say here. He might be listening as we're on the air in Atlanta. He comes down in the third quarter on the sidelines. It's like, stay up in your damn booth until the game's over. And another mental coach that we worked with, was it was a different team that I was with. The owner of the team. Wanted to sit in on some of these sessions, okay? Listen, do you know where I'm, where I'm going with this? He walks in, the owner, 10 minutes after the start of the one session. We're in, a, in another hotel conference room. He goes through his thing. When we're done, the uh, mental coach goes, Who's that? who is that guy that came in late? Now he's gone. Well, he's the owner of the team. He goes, your problem starts with that guy. Show up early. Stay to the end. Those things matter. Starts at the top. Success and failure. And that's what the Vancouver Canucks need. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. John in Edmonton writes in and he says, um, Rod, have you heard any more about the roof of the Saddle Dome in Calgary? It is having issues, by the way. I haven't heard anything other than the funny memes that are going around by people in Edmonton. I haven't heard anything. I was there last night. The place was rocking. And I'll stick to on the ice. I watched Mackenzie Weger light it up for the Flames last night. Damn, is he good. And I thought, I watched him play 30 games last year in Sunrise, Florida. And I thought, how nice it must be for Mackenzie. Can't speak for him. But I saw him bringing the puck out of his zone in front of that full wall of crowd. I'm like, Every game matters in Canada. Everyone. 
And as much as I obviously love Sunrise, Florida, you would think it might be hard to get up for games when there's 6,000 people in the, bar, in the barn. Oh, yeah. And you can spend your morning at the beach. Nobody's even heard of a hockey stick, you know, potentially. And distractions. And you go around here, you can't escape it. There's nowhere you can go in this town to escape hockey. No. Or the flame. So it's always on your mind. If, especially if you're in that team. That can be a problem for some guys, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying for Mackenzie Weger, it would be great where every game matters. So you talk about going to the beach. Uh, you get over the small crowd when you're driving down the A1A and it's 30 degrees Celsius and your top's off. Uh, yours and the vehicle. Troy and Tarana watching. He says, will the RP show be at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino the week of November 8th, 14th to the 18th? I'll be in Edmonton on biz and I drive down to Calgary. Our listeners welcome to view the show. That is a Texas 10-4. They are, Troy. However, we won't be here. We'll be at the Grey Cup in Saskatchewan. And on November 18th is our Grey Cup party. Yeah. Uh, at Baller's Rec Room, which from what I understand, tickets are going very well. But no, all that week, I believe we will be. 14th to the 18th. 14th to the 18th is what he's asking. Yeah. That's when we're going to be at Grey Cup in Saskatchewan. That's right. And then back to Florida in time for U.S. Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving, for me, anyways. Regarding the Super Bowl story. Jeff Cabillos in Winnipeg says, Producer Clark would rather not hear about this Super Bowl again. I know. Nobody in Atlanta wants to, but my point is you got to keep your eye on the ball. And the Vancouver Canucks, you've had a lead in four games. And you took your eye off the ball every time. And then you got Gabby, the coach, whom I like. He's been on this show. His agent's a very good friend of him. His agent's guilt. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys, you know, they're writing in about Bedard and stuff. We're obviously very closely watching what's going on with Bedard. I read last night's dub scores, and I'm going to say this with all truth, and it's not turning my nose up at anybody. I'm hanging out with these NFL guys. That's where the Hiroshi is. That's where the ratings are. We're airing in an NFL market right now, so why wouldn't we talk about that? And we covered the Dan Snyder stuff, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Ted and Redner says, 100% agree, Rod. Why teams are so slow to use mental coaches escapes me totally. Listen, we're going to pause. We'll pick this up later. Let me say that again. Ted and Redner, 100% agree, Rod. Why teams are so slow to use mental coaches escapes me totally. Think about this. If you know people in sports with their kids, they're getting them skating coaches, off-ice coaches, shooting coaches, nutrition coaches. Mental coaches trailing the pack and all of that. And as far as the mental health and the recovery world goes, nobody cares about mental health until Johnny kills himself or Susie dies of an overdose. Then you care. And if you'd put all the, just a little bit of prevention into it, wouldn't have happened. Pet peeve there. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. Uh... David in Winnipeg says, Rod, I hope I can get out to Grey Cup. You seem like the kind of guy to have a couple glasses of water out of respect to your sobriety and just talk life and football. I'll be there. I'll be drinking so much Diet Coke. When I walk through the dolls, uh, doors of ballers, they're pouring pitchers of Diet Coke. There you go, Rod. Yeah. And that's where we're going to be. 
Oh, it's going to be great. Okay, Gregor next. See you in overtime. Later. We're live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Streaming only today on YouTube, your favorite podcast platform, and on the radio on your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's the RP Show Hump Day episode, live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. That's where we're at. We're over here in the Stage Bar, your number one source for uh, game day fun, right here in the Stage Bar. Three NHL games tonight. A lot of fun last night in the NHL, except not a lot of fun for Oilers fans as we bring in TSN 1260 Edmonton's Jason Greger. Eric Comrie made 46 saves to help Buffalo upset Edmonton 4-2. Darnell Nurse and the Nuge had two goals for the Oilers, who are 1-2. and two. Jason, I assume you were there. What happened last night? Well, I guess in simple terms, the orders got goalied. Um, Eric Comrie uh, really stood on his head, especially in the uh, between the first and the third period. The orders outshot the Sabers thirty-nine to uh, fourteen, and uh, only outscored them two to one. And one of those goals was Nugent Hopkins with the empty net uh, with the uh, extra attacker on. Uh, Edmonton just couldn't finish. They, they had quality chance after quality chance. They had a bad five minutes to start the second period. Gave up two goals. And uh, that ultimately cost them the game. And uh, you know, Edmonton last year was one of the uh, the top ten teams scoring five on five. Right now they're thirtieth. Um, and it's not from a lack of shots and a lack of chances. They just their uh, their scopes are a little bit off right now, Rod. And uh, and I would think eventually that will come around. But but the problem is they play a juggernaut uh, Carolina Hurricanes team that comes in here that's they've beaten up teams for fun in their first three games. So uh, it won't be easy to get to five hundred for Edmonton tomorrow. Well, let me ask you this about the Oilers fan base. Nobody would know better than you uh, with your life uh, history and your role now. Are they reasonable in Edmonton? Are they a reasonable fan base, kind of unlike Ryder fans or or not? Well, I think it depends on which fan, right? Like, I, I think it's the, the biggest mistake is to generalize and think that all fans are the same. There, there's going to be, you know, the, the vocal minority who think the sky's falling after every game. You know, this player's terrible, that player's terrible, and you know, I, I, I think the vast majority of fans, um, I'll say this, they're incredibly loyal because the team sucked for a long time. Now the team's good. They're off to a slow start. If you went one and two, you know, in a three-game stretch in January, December. No one really worries about it, but because it's the start of the season, there's there's more emphasis, there's more focus on it, which is great for for someone in my uh, uh, line of work. So I get it, I understand where they're coming from, and I, I think the fact that you know you lose to a Buffalo team that you you shouldn't lose to, and, and Edmonton played well for the majority of the game, but th- they really kind of beat themselves more than I think the Sabers beat them. So you know what, uh, Calgary's what uh, they're undefeated. It's early on. You know, Edmonton has high expectations. They haven't won their division, Rod. They got the longest drought in the NHL since 1987. This is a team that should be better. I expect them to be better. And so when you get off to a slow start, yes, there'll, there'll be some people that, that maybe want to jump to, to conclusions. But for the most part, I would say they're fairly calm right now. However, if, uh, if all of a sudden you get to, to one and three or one and four, well, uh, things will change quickly. And rightfully so. This team should, like, they shouldn't be a one and three team or a one and four team in any stretch of the season anymore. 
Yeah, well, I guess it's a great answer. My point on that is we're a week into the regular season, and what I've observed from the outside is here in Calgary, last February, this is what I legitimately heard, Jason, on the streets. We don't have a captain. Who's Bettman going to hand the cup to? And I'm like, oh, my God. What? That's a Calgary thing. In Edmonton, I don't think you'd hear that. (laughs) I just think the fans are a little more reasoned there in Edmonton. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, that's a funny line, actually. Um, I, I guess in <laughs> theory it's true, but I'm, yeah, I'm sure the players will figure it out. Hey, Calgary's got a good team. I, I, I still can't believe that trade with Florida, man. Jeez, they got the Uyghurs, a heck of a player, and Huberto's a pretty good player. Oh, and they got a first-rounder. That's a hell of a trade by Brad Trillian. I don't care what anybody says. So especially if the cap's going to jump up $4.5 million next year now, that, that trade looks even better. But you know what? Hey, the Battle of Alberta, the, the, the truth about Edmonton and Calgary is right now both these teams – you know, October's nice and you get excited and you get fired up positively or negatively, but ultimately it's all about April and May now for, for those two teams. Everybody expects them to be uh, in the playoffs. I hope they meet again in the playoffs. It's great having rivalry games, but hey, Vegas is off to a pretty good start. They look pretty good too. So may, maybe they'll have a say and not allowing Edmonton or Calgary to win the division. We'll see. But, you know, there should be high expectations in Alberta because really, well, there was no expectations in Edmonton for a long time, and there's been fairly low expectations in Calgary. So it's kind of refreshing that both markets finally have some expectations. And I think it's realistic to think that these two teams should uh, should compete for the division title. Uh, insane amount of comments coming in, by the way. Ted and Red Deer says, the slow start in Edmonton is made worse by the fast start for the Flames, in my opinion. Randy in Winnipeg says, I, I agree, Jason, one game out of 82. Media and fans overreact. Jeff in Winnipeg says, agree, even though it's only been three games, Flames are beating darn good teams. They hit on Dylan Holloway last night, by the way. I'm just saying, keep your head up, son. Welcome to the NHL. That's my take. What, what was yours on that? Bone shaker. Well, Rod, I wrote about it in my game notes. Lybushkin hits like a truck, man. That guy hits hard. He, you know, he's kind of the equivalent to Nima Linen on the orders blue line. Like, there's not many guys around the league anymore that are big, hard, open ice hitters. And you know what? That, that, that's a tough pass to take for for Holloway. And you know, it's kind of in your feet a little bit. But yeah, when there's certain guys on the ice, you know, teammates, you got to be yelling. When Brian Marchment used to be on the ice. Everybody knew he was on the ice and he still got guys because in a fast paced game, all of a sudden, maybe you forget. I don't know. But, you know, Labushkin's a player that th- that's not a surprise. That's not a lucky hit for him. He hits like a truck and he's done it consistently to a lot of players. So, you know, it's unfortunate for Holloway. Uh, the orders haven't got on the ice yet today. So, you know, we'll see. I did bump into him after the game last night. Uh, you know, I had to still had a, a runny nose, bleeding nose, but. No, he was talking fine. I'm not going to make any sort of suggestions that didn't mean he had a concussion. Not every hard hit means it's a concussion. Sometimes you just get rocked, right? Wind gets knocked out of you or what have you. So we'll see if if he's on the ice today, then, uh, you know, he's not going to be in concussion protocol. If he is, then he's probably out a week. And, you know, the Edmonton orders rod only have a 21 man roster. And so if you're only out a week, you're on IR, which means you're still on the roster. And uh, Edmonton would basically have no spares. They'll just have to run with their 20 players. Right, that they might have to send a D man down and bring up a Ford, or they can just go eleven and seven for the next few games until he returns. But that's that's the issue when you run with such a thin roster. Is that if you get into short term injuries, then you can get into a problem as far as roster options. Two last things. One is the shirt you're wearing, daily face off. Um, I mean, I've been traveling the continent. 
Jason, you're one of the owners, the founders, and people are le- kids are leaving periodicals like the hockey news and stuff to go work for you guys at Daily Faceoff. It's the buzz. I love it. For those that don't know, tell folks what it is, if you don't mind. Well, well, it really started as OilersNation.com, and then it grew. You know, there's Canucks, Flames, Maple Leafs, Jets, uh, Daily Faceoff, you know, Detroit, Philadelphia, HockeyFights.com is all part of the, the one bring umbrella. And now um, Playmaker actually bought us out, Rod, in, uh, in November, big uh, Canadian company. And so it just continues to grow. And it's, it's a platform for, for a lot of writing. Frank Saravalli, of course, is, is our, our main national guy. And, uh, you know, brought in lots of other guys, Larkin and Ellis and others. So, yeah, if you like, if you're a diehard hockey fan, go to dailyfaceoff.com and then you can split out to all the different individual sites. You can go to hockeyfights.com. It's got blogs. It's got, um, you know, video shows. Uh, just brought in uh, Boomer right uh, out of Calgary, of course, uh, formerly on uh, the Fan 960. Uh, he's got a show on there now. There's, there's a show out of Toronto. So uh, it's growing. It's a lot of fun. It, well, I just... The business not only is changing, it has changed, and it's nice to be at the forefront of it. Feels good. And lastly, our obligatory CFL comment. Is it as bad in Edmonton as it looks? Where are you on that? It is that bad, Rob. You've covered the CFL for longer than I have. And um, the the Elks are not very good. Um, Well, you know what it is, Rod? I be, winning is is becomes a mentality, and so does losing. And the Elks right now, they know how to lose. They don't know how to win. They they played really well for a first half against Toronto, and then ju- just made some some mistakes at key times. And uh, their offensive play calling is way too passive uh, in this offseason. If Chris Jones doesn't bring in a new offensive coordinator, I, I don't think that's a good look for the Elks. I, I'm sorry, but uh, uh, Steve McAdoo to me is not the answer for the offensive play calling of the Elks. They, they, you know, for a guy who's so aggressive defensively, they're incredibly passive offensively. And I, I just, I saw that in Edmonton before. I know they won, but that was more so the talented players they had. I saw it in Saskatchewan and I'm seeing it again in Edmonton. I, I would look for a different OC, but the, you know, the, I knew it would be a rebuild year again for them. You don't just take over the team and expect that you're going to bring in all these new players and going to have success. But the problem in Edmonton is the like the fans have really kind of tuned it out. They haven't won a game. They've lost 16 consecutive home games, Rod. That's a CFL record. That's a that's a North American football record. And now you've got the BC Lions. The only saving grace for the Elks is uh, BC hasn't won in Edmonton since 2013. So uh, they got that's the last time that's the last team they beat was in 2019 in October. And like just think about it. Like fans like to go to sporting events because of the emotion, but they like to see their team win. They feel a little bit better about themselves. You walk out of the building, you're high-fiving strangers, whatever. Elks fans haven't had that in three years. And I, I don't know if they'll get it this week, Friday night against BC, but man, if they don't, it's going to make the offseason for Victor Kui and the, the salespeople a lot harder because, you know what, uh, fans are, are really turned off right now by the organization because they can't win. Yeah, and BC's got a lot to play for, so that's not going to help Edmonton. From oh, the viewers, Ali in Texas says, love, daily face-off. Jeff in Winnipeg says, daily face-off has the goods. And from Scott K on YouTube, Jason is rocking the New England Whalers logo. This Canes fan appreciates that. I play the Brass every Friday on my show, Positive Friday. But I was a huge Huge Whalers fan, man. Huge Whalers fan. So I uh, love the uh, the love whale it. tail. It's the greatest logo ever in the NHL. And uh, 
Uh, I wish they would go back to Hartford. They never will. But uh, I would love to go to a game in Hartford at some point in my life. If you do, take me. Gregor, thanks I for will. the time as always. Keep rocking it. Rod, anytime, buddy. Keep rocking. Thank you, pal. Jason Gregor from TSN 1260 Edmonton and Daily Faceoff. We'll be back with viewer takeover right after this. We're live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino in Calgary on Game Plus Television most days. Live streaming on YouTube and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Looking live at Great Eagle Resort and Casino, and you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. Hang on. Okay. Do you, you want to let Tuna know? Uh, stay tuna, on the one shot. Tuna. No, you want it on the two shot. We got a guy. We have a live studio audience, as we say every day. This is Dion. Just so you know, I got to turn my mic up, and he's going to say something. And Darren's got the camera. And he's going to put it on Dion. I'm going to try. So we're going to try. I got to turn the mic up. He said when I, this was his idea, not mine. Right, Dion? Or was it the other guys? It's the other guys. Well, three, two. Say it. Oh, Levi, shut your mouth. (laughs) Thank you. He said it. How about that? I wasn't my idea. <laughs> LFG. Live studio audience here. Bingo. You're getting yourself on there? Oh, yeah. That's hot. We, uh, we saw it. That thing, is that ever going oh, to go away? One, I don't Rod. know. I don't know. He's like, I, I just, I'm going to say it. So you're like, I'll put the mic on you then. He, he said, would you mind if I say it? So this is what they're talking about with regards to football. Just in this general area and population. They loved it, Dion. They know. Yeah, they do. (laughs) Is that clip going to live on in infamy forever? Phyllis in Winnipeg watching. She says, how about that? Ryan's watching in New York. He says, wow. (laughs) I don't know how well that came across the camera, but I I said, Darren, you got to put a camera on this. Nobody's going to believe it. Um, by the way, keep that drum roll handy there, guys, whoever's rolling it, because Devin is watching from Burns Lake, B.C. News story here. Okay. Good morning, Rod. I dropped my son off at school today, and they asked for him to remove his Canucks jersey as they have a strict policy on choking hazards. Ba-dum, boom. There How about that? We're kicking it up. I said to Darren, it feels like a Friday. It does. Everybody's getting goofy. (laughs) Randy in Winnipeg. He says, the jingle in the commercial reminded me to send a text. Great stories today, Rod. All right. 902-518-3033. You tell me, Randy, what was your favorite story? Because I had quite a few. Some of my favorite were of uh, the uh, mental strength coaches that I've not worked with, but sat in on their sessions over the years. Yeah, I'll never, Ernie was the guy. Ernie was the one of them. And he was like, who is that guy that came in late and left early to the session that I was doing with you? Oh, he's the owner. Yeah, the, that's your problem. Like, 
Yeah. He knew. Kevin in Airdrie, the medium, says, ouch. Why? 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 I don't know. That's not what I'm going to go down for in history. Am I in the CFL? That call? No, but Kevin's not a Ryder fan. Nor is he a Stamps fan. Well, I guess he's kind of a He's a BC Lions fan, but he lives here. He might have been doing the ouch about the Canucks. Choking hazard. Oh, oh, that! That's probably what it was. Thanks for cluing me in. Yeah. Allie in Texas. She's become one of the P1s. She says, Rod, giving the audience what they want. Yeah. That's exactly what I... That's what makes the show that. Yeah. Um, Nick McConnell... I don't know why Nick is saying this. He's, oh, he's quoting Doug Sauter. You know Doug Sauter? Yeah. Former coach of the Calgary Wranglers, by the way. Nick says, I always wear two pairs of pants golfing in case I get a hole in one. <laughs> Are we t- talking dad jokes now? <laughs> I like Jenna it. in Southern California says that story about the players watching the candle flame was interesting, Rod. Oh, that's how the session started. I told you guys to watch the flame. You can't even do that. Can't keep your attention for 30 seconds. Last minute of play in the RP show. Ken Friedman says, Britain Grace says Cody Fajardo is basically an observer again today. For those that are following that situation. I don't know what to say. I got a tip last night that Cody Fajardo's not even going to start Saturday against Calgary. But the coach says he is. I guess we'll continue to follow it. Okay? I am now starting to think is he got a blister on his throwing hand, a flu, something or seriously that he can't play. Jeff in Winnipeg says chances of Bo Levi getting on this show now are as good as me becoming a vegetarian. Maybe he should have come on the show. That's the that's the point. Maybe he should have come on. Yeah. Probably. I think we're out of time. See you tomorrow, everybody. Noon Eastern. Here on YouTube and WQEE. See you, Ryan O'Radio. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.